Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Basketball Bros Podcast. I'm Callan. I'm Lincoln. And in this episode, we're just going to be discussing everything that's going on right now, especially around the trade deadline. It's been a very crazy weekend and week, so let's jump right into it. Alright, so first thing I want to start off with is Kyrie trade. I'm blessed to be a Mavericks fan. I'm honored to be a Mavericks Kyrie fan. Kyrie is my favorite player. Lincoln, you know this? Yeah. Kyrie's my favorite player. I mean, I just I just love his game. I mean, I've I've been in love with dribbling a basketball for as long as I can remember. And ever since I've seen Kyrie play and like Steph, for example, and the way they dribble, the way they can ball handle Well now that Kyrie's on the Mavericks, have you seen what everybody does? What? Now everybody's just like Like Showtime? Yes, mm-hmm. everybody's trying to do this crazy stuff. Like, I just saw a clip of tonight's game. He did the most absurd thing. He did, like, this bounce pass, but it was like, you remember that Giannis alley-oop in the um, All-Star game where yep. they bounced it up and he dunked it? Mm-hmm. I Imagine think it was James that. Harden. Huh? Was it James Harden? Or no, it was Steph. It was Steph. Yeah, it was Steph. But, like, imagine that, but in a game. But yeah. Except it's Dwight Powell dunking Dude. it. Or Christian Wood. Yeah. Or JaVale McGee. Except Dwight Powell can't really get I up saw there. a clip of him throwing a lob to JaVale McGee in a practice run. It makes me so proud to be a Mavericks fan. Like, I already loved Luka, but... Dude, but Mavericks tickets just got that much more expensive. It's okay. It's worth it. How far do you think we'll go in the playoffs with uh, Kyrie? I think we could get to Western Conference Finals again. I think we will, too. I'm just worried about the Suns. Yes, yes, especially with them getting KD now. So let's, before we jump into that, let's talk about uh, what went into this Kyrie trade. So we gave up Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks. That was a lot of, like, I mean, potential to give up. Spencer Dinwiddie was doing pretty good uh, next to Luka. Dorian Finney-Smith is a pretty good defensive wing. I mean... And then the three picks as well. What are your What are your thoughts on that, Lincoln? It kind of scares me because that's like our future for a guy that's not very loyal and lies all the time about what he's gonna do. Yeah, that's let's true. Let's not forget about the Cavaliers. He lied to a little girl's face, saying yep. that he was gonna stay with them. Said he was gonna stay. Let's not forget about the Celtics, said where he, was gonna... he said in front of the whole entire stadium, he said, "I plan to resign here this summer." Yep. Let's not forget about the Nets, where he said, "I want to win a ring here. This is home." Yep. Apparently, it was a vacation home because he didn't stay very long. Yeah. Like, like what, two or three years? Yeah, and he put he barely played any games. So. Yeah, that's a... No, he played a few games. I mean, I think he played more than Harden. No, he played more than KD, but they only played 16 games together. But they were 13-3 and three in all 16 out of... Which is impressive. Out of the 16 games. Which so. is impressive, but it's just like, it's the fact of they were like first-round exits, dude. Yeah. And everyone thought it was going to be Lakers versus Well, not Nets. exactly, because I think they were 5-2 and two as a trio in the playoffs. I think they made it to the second round. No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive. Because out of the 16 they played, they were 8-1 and one in the regular season and 5-2 and two in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Then maybe. Well, no. It, it went to Game 7, didn't it? Yeah, but you have to win 4 to move on to the next round. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because they made... Okay, so they could have made playoffs two out of those three years. They only Harden was only with them for a season, I think. Was he? For one playoff run. Oh, then maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, so they had to have made it to the second round. Maybe I'm just crazy. I think. But still. I'm I mean, pretty sure. It's it's still like, it, it was very disappointing. I, I missed the 2019 Nets. You missed the 2019 Nets that, that had, Spencer Dinwiddie was a part of? Yeah, that had great chemistry. D'Lo, oh my gosh, they just got rid of it. It had such a great young core. So yeah. many players that were excited to play with each other. So and they me, got rid of it. Let me finish talking about this trade. So... In exchange for those two players and those picks, we got uh, obviously Kyrie Irving, and we also got Markeith Morris, who's the twin brother of we all know Marcus Morris, who uh, was on the Clippers back he, when he doesn't have a great relationship with the Mavericks. Yeah, back when we played the Clippers in the playoffs, and Marcus Morris was just in Luca's face, just trying to be an an annoying like presence on the court. Devin Booker tried that, and look what happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People Luka love, had been people through love it. to talk when they're up. Yep. Luca had been through it, so he was used to it. And that definitely helped us get through the playoffs last season. So, But, like, Markeith Morris, I feel like, isn't going to do much for the Mavericks. Oh, no. Because we already have big men. We don't, we I don't think need we already more. have too many roster spots. I don't, I don't think we're uh, going to do much with them. Yeah, I doubt we are. We just... We just took him for Kyrie Irving. That's Kyrie all it is. Because now we have two All-Stars. Yep. Kyrie was the uh, big part of that trade. I'm buying a oh, Kyrie yeah. Mavs jersey as soon as I can. I've always said if Kyrie comes to the Mavs, I'm buying that jersey as soon as it comes out. I feel like you're going to buy every version of the jersey there is. Uh, I don't think I am. I don't have that much money, but if I could, I would. Because Maybe you can get some as presents. Probably. I mean, I already have a Kyrie Nets jersey. I got Kyrie shoes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Kyrie fan. They don't even make those Kyrie shoes anymore, so it's like technically you have like limited edition at that point. They don't. No. Are you sure? Because Kyrie isn't with Nike anymore. Holy crap! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So now you got like Are limited you sure edition be... shoes. I don't think their value would go up though because he was terminated from Nike. Well, it could be similar to the Yeezy situation. Yeah, where all the product went up in price. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like people didn't look at why he got released. It was just you got to think about it like. Now they're not going to make any more, so you have a product that's very limited. Now. Yeah. So it's something to look at. I, yeah. I'm just saying you could probably sell them. And Kyrie's definitely going to bring more uh, fans to the seats. Ticket prices are going up for sure. Dallas Mavericks fans are going to have. We're going to start dealing with um, bandwagons. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's going to feel weird. What do you mean? Like, we're we're going to have to start testing fans to know if they're actual fans or just bandwagons. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to be like, can you name someone other than Luka Doncic and or Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving on the team? They're going to say the most common names. Tim. Like, they're going to say Tim Hardaway Jr. Christian Wood. They're going to say Christian Wood before Tim Hardaway Jr. if I was a random fan. Yeah. No. I would say Tim Hardaway Jr. first. Christian Wood is more known, though. Mm, I, yeah. I was very happy about the Christian Wood uh, whenever we got him. Yeah, it was a very good deal. I was happy about it. All mm-hmm. we had to give up was like Boban and a few other things. So I was I, I was like, yeah, I like this trade. So Kyrie Irving, he has, I believe he's led in fourth quarter points this season. So he's definitely going to be a big asset to us. He leads with like eight, quarter. right? I think so. You know what's funny to Wait, me? Wait, what? Eight what? Eight points in the fourth quarter. He averages like eight points in the fourth quarter. I thought you were saying he's only scored eight total. I was like, eh, no, I don't think that's right. But you know what's funny to me? What? That sounds like such a weird stat that like they would only, like the leading person would only average eight points in the fourth quarter. But you got to remember, like all it takes to get like 
a 32-point game is eight points in each quarter. Yeah, that's true. And then another thing, like, if you get more than that, all it takes is you can get eight points in three quarters, and then one of those quarters you just break out. Mm-hmm. And then just like that, you have a career night. And if, if Kyrie's doing, like, let's say six points in the previous three quarters, like six points a quarter yeah, or, like, five a quarter, that's, like, 15 plus his eight average. Let's say he has a breakout fourth quarter and scores, like, like we're just feeding like him. Twelve or thirteen, right? Yeah. Then he's already at twenty seven, twenty eight. And Kyrie's a good scorer, so I think he should be once he fits more with our team, I feel like he's gonna put up twenty eight a night. I think it's gonna be interesting with Luca though. Mm-hmm. Because we still haven't seen that how it's gonna play out. I think but, um Luca and Kyrie together like that. You you could have him like trade off like ISO. Just think about this. It's gonna be like Kyrie and LeBron again, because Luca's play style is so similar to LeBron. Or I mean, yeah, that's Luka. true. That is true. Luca's play style is so similar to LeBron's. That's what I was thinking. So about Kyrie kind of already knows how to play with someone who's yeah. a pass first, but can also score no problem. So well, I mean, I wouldn't call LeBron a pass first guy though. Yeah, not pass first. You he's, can't be the leading scorer, but he's a good playmaker. You can't be the leading scorer and. uh be a pass first guy speaking on that lebron did break the record for uh most career points scored he's at thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty eight plus it's still climbing he's still not my goat still not your goat what's it gonna no. take it's there's nothing it can take nothing it can take i don't know if he wins i feel like if he wins one more mvp in like another ring i could see him i could maybe consider him Okay, but if you think about it, Michael Jordan has his nickname, you know, the GOAT, his airness. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, LeBron's nickname is King, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't need to be called the GOAT because he's already King. I feel like it would just be weird to call him the GOAT. Yeah, That's another true. reason he would never be my GOAT. But wait, Jordan's called his airness and you're calling him the GOAT? Well, yeah, because that's one of his nicknames. The GOAT is his nickname? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Um... So while LeBron broke the record the other night, they were playing OKC. They lost. LeBron broke the record with a fadeaway. If it's me post. and I break that record, but we still lose, I'm like going to be so distraught. I'm going to be like, we're a terrible team. Well, AD, Anthony Davis, while, uh, while the stadium like paused or whatever in... The Lakers were all standing up, like, happy that LeBron broke it. AD was sitting down just mad. You know what? I heard about that. I actually uh, watched an interview with Anthony Davis on mm-hmm. that. He said, the post-game. Yeah, he said it was, like, nothing towards LeBron. It was just he was really upset they were losing. And he's like, he said, basically, we have all these guys that you expect people to play at a high level, but we just haven't been doing it. Yeah. Which is completely true. They've mm-hmm. been losing to teams that they should not be losing to. They've been... You shouldn't lose to the Thunder whenever LeBron was going crazy like that. I mean, let's hope that what the Lakers did on the trade deadline and before is going to help them do better for this uh, for this next half of the season. I mean, they, they went crazy. They got Rui Hachimura previously. We talked about that in a previous episode. They traded away Russ, traded away like half the roster. But I and they got D'Angelo Russell. They got Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba. Okay, here's the thing, though. I don't think Russ was even the problem. What do you mean? I don't think Russ was the problem on the team. You don't? 
Who do no. you think was? LeBron. You think LeBron was the problem? Yeah. Why? Because it's hard to explain, but it's like just him being him, he brings so much attention to the team, which is good in a way, but it's like whenever you lose, though, mm-hmm. and you're losing so much and you're doing this bad and you're getting national attention on it because you have someone like LeBron on there, it's hard to come back from it. It's hard to build that chemistry back and like keep good attitude because everyone's talking about how bad you are. Yeah. And how like you're letting LeBron down and stuff, you know what I mean? That makes sense, yes. Did you know every time LeBron's broken some type of record or moved up on the all-time list, they've lost? Really? Yeah. They've never won while he does it. That's an that interesting makes, stat. Yeah, that is an interesting stat. It's like... It makes you question some things. What do you mean? Like, it makes you question if whenever LeBron's going for the... Like, I'm obviously, I'm not trying to hate on LeBron. You know what I mean? But I'm saying it makes you question if, like, maybe whenever... Like, maybe it's the coach, you know, too, that, like, he knows LeBron's going for these things, so he centers around LeBron getting this stuff. Or they center the game plan around LeBron getting this stuff and just forget about actually going for the win and getting everyone involved. I feel like it's more of LeBron is less of a winner and more of a player. Does that make sense? But the thing is, if I'm a player, I want to win it all. Like, I'm not just going to be okay with breaking records. No, if you're a competitive athlete and a competitive player, you want to win it all. But I feel like, I mean, yeah, LeBron wants to win, but he doesn't seem like he wants to win enough. He's not as much of a winner as Jordan, and that's why Jordan is the GOAT. Because Jordan was a winner and a great player. I mean, LeBron's a great player. He's not as much of a winner. When you think of mentality, what are the first two names that come to mind? Mama mentality... And probably Jordan. Yeah, see what I mean? It's yeah. like you don't think I want to have the mentality of LeBron because LeBron doesn't have that good of a mentality. That's true. Dude got poked in the eye and was just out. You know what I mean? Yeah. While Jordan went against the Detroit Pistons and just he took beatings. thing about LeBron is, I mean, he's a good dude though. No, he's really good. It's just I don't think, I don't think he's just... He can break these records, but I don't think he can help his team in the same way that Kobe and uh, Jordan were. Jordan or Kobe were. Because even in practice, you know what they would do? They would test them. They would like they would trash. They would treat them like the enemy in practice, because then that would help them get them prepared. Yeah. I don't think LeBron does that. No. Well, he's more of like a coaching father, nice figure to his teammates rather than. But you can't always be nice to your teammates if you if you are sucking. And the whole locker room knows you suck. Then it does you do gotta address team it. morale. Yeah. yeah. Definitely have to address that, especially when you are LeBron James. Yeah, everyone's going to look for you for an answer. And if you don't give an answer, then everyone's going to be like, he must be happy with it. He must be fine with it. But I feel like having Russ and having Patrick Beverly also could have helped him out with that. Yeah, because... It should have helped him out with those, that. I don't know why they didn't Those are both well. great defenders. Yeah. I mean, they're people that can, like, get in your head. And Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly even, like, killed their beef so that they could be teammates and they could get along well. And they got along well. Russell Westbrook did good. Hear me out. Lakers need to trade AD before his value declines and before his health declines. I completely agree. It makes so much sense. They're paying them so much for him to sit on the bench. Yep. It just makes no sense. If they traded AD and... Well, obviously, they're not going to develop Mo Bamba because we all know Lakers' development sucks. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they trade AD 
and they get a solid like power forward center, I mean, to replace him a solid healthy one. Like for example, even if they got Christian Wood, I know he's on our Mavs and he's doing really well, but I'm saying he also might be a good fit for the Lakers. He, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think he would, but at the same time, I, I like him on the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. I don't think AD is worth someone like Joel Embiid or, you know, Nikola Jokic or anything like that. He's worth more of a, I don't know, he's getting to, into tier two centers. You know what I pray for? I tier pray three. that with D'Lo on the Lakers, I pray that, like, they don't, like, kill his stats. You know what I mean? I pray that they still give him a chance to shine and don't just have him stand behind LeBron because he's such a solid dude and he's so mm-hmm. good, and he's good at he's he's a little bit good at everything. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily excel at one thing, mm-hmm. but he's just so good all around. It's you really can, funny how that ended up. D'Lo back on the Lakers. It's a full circle moment. Spencer Dinwiddie back on the Nets. That's that's funny how that ended up. Really, I mean, but honestly, when you think about who developed. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, you don't think about the Lakers. You think you think Nets, the Nets, yeah, because they traded him after his second season. Like, yeah. Lakers fans can say they had all these great players, but you can really like, there's only so many that you can say y'all developed. Like Kobe, I guess in a way they developed him, you know, but he was just already really great. Yep, the Lakers Lakers fans can say they had these great players when they weren't great. Lakers fans can say. They had them as rookies. They had them as rookies. Lakers fans cannot say that the reason the players are great now. Yeah. Cause you they, cannot say that. They always go to a different team and break out. Kyle yep. Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell, Lonzo. It's it's so many examples. I wonder, it's sad. Do you think it is their development or do you think it's something to do with the coaching staff? I think it's their development because think about how much coaching staff has changed for them over the years. That's true. Do you think Frank Vogel is doing a good job as a head coach? He's not the head coach anymore. He isn't? I thought, who's their head coach? No, they fired him. Really? Yeah. I don't know why you would fire him. He was a good coach. In my opinion, he was a great coach. I think oh. he was really solid, but they fired him. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wonder who their, who's their new coach. I'm not a Lakers fan, so I'm not really concerned. Oh, okay. That <laughs> oh, makes sense. Speaking of front offices and staff, let's talk about the Nets. I don't think Kyrie got along with the front office of the Nets very well. I guess KD didn't either. I mean, they were fourth in the Do you think Eastern that's Conference. the reason Harden wanted to get out of there, wanted a trade? Maybe. All I'm saying is, it's like, I think they've lost that energy that they had in 2019 that made it such a, you know what I mean, like, get-along mm-hmm. team. I think they've lost that because when I think whenever they traded for Kevin Durant and all these guys, you know, and got all of them, I think that killed what they had going on there. I think the Nets were more focused on their image rather than the actual playing and winning. Yeah, and they just they allowed the superstars to push them around, which you shouldn't do. Like I what get the superstar. Like think about it. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden, they were able to do basically whatever they wanted. Not exactly. Really? Kyrie wasn't at all. Okay, not Kyrie. Okay, yeah. Kyrie kind of kind of wasn't. I mean, but you got to think of it like they were able to get away with a lot of stuff. KD and Kyrie were cool. They wanted to go to the Nets together. They're like, oh, we can, we can do whatever. Or we'll, we'll win here. We'll play together real well, you know. And they should have. They should have won while they should have won more. But then stuff comes out about Kyrie. He's terminated from Nike. Then the Nets are sitting him. They're not letting him play. And he's like, or he just wants to get out of there. And so he came. I mean, he. 
he got out of there, he came to the Mavs in a trade, and now he's talking about how he feels like his worth ethic, work ethic will show more through here in Dallas. Oh, yeah, because... He feels I mean, like people won't care about his image as much, but they'll care, or I guess they'll still care about his they'll image. They'll notice more of him working hard. They'll notice more they of never his basketball skill and his personal, his personal skills and abilities rather than something he messes up on or has to apologize for. You know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, get, I I totally get what you're saying. I just don't know if he'll be here long term, though. Yeah, I don't think he will. I think the max amount of time we'll have him for is two years. I would say, yeah, two or three years. That's what I'll give him. No, I'd say two. I mean, unless he says, I'm leaving next summer, that's then he's leaving. But uh, do you get what I mean? Yeah, so every I get time what you're trying to say, but I just don't agree with it. Let me explain it. So every time he said, I'm staying here or I'm re-signing, he's left the next season. So if he says for us that he does not want to be here, I feel like he might end up staying. I get what you're saying. I just don't agree with it at all. <laughs> no? No. It's like a it's like reverse, a reverse psychology. Like, yeah, reverse psychology deal. I just don't agree with that at all. I think it's absurd. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see with Kyrie. Speaking of the Nets, Cam Thomas, he has scored forty plus points in his past three games. You know why? Since Cam Kyrie's Thomas, been trading. You know why Cam Thomas never smiles? Cause ain't stuff funny. Yep. You know what's funny? Someone caught him actually smiling for a quick second at a so, Nets game. A couple. There was like a game this week or something. It was a post-game interview. He had dropped like 47. Or no, Spencer Dinwiddie was in a post-game interview, and Cam Thomas had dropped like 47. And Cam Thomas said something, and he was like in this funny mood, and then he said um, a phrase that Nikola Jokic had previously said and got fined for. I'm not going to repeat it because I don't know what what that would do against us for this episode, but let's just say it rhymes with no promo. Oh. Yeah. So I, he said, I didn't I didn't get it at first and then I was like, "Oh." He said no promo, bro. Basically like that after he said something and See, yeah, I, he started laughing. He's and he apologized for it right after in a tweet. He said he didn't mean to offend anyone. He was just in a playful mood. It's all love here. So we'll see if he gets fined or not. I mean, we'll see what the NBA does. We'll see how they react, I guess. See, I thought you were talking about the interview whenever he like was asked where like it came from where he was able to drop all these 40 bombs and he was like it's like i've been able to do this my whole life y'all just never gave me a chance that's what he said <laughs> like he's the most straightforward person i think that's he's good more confidence you gotta have that confidence he's like he was like bro i've been able to do this i just like y'all just ha- haven't given me the playing time yeah he's the i think he's the second person since lebron to do this to, to do tr- what the 40 bombs 40 like, in three games young. yeah oh dang but yeah like, uh, what's it called? Cam Thomas is pretty... Like, I, I looked at some of his highlights from high school. He really has been doing this since high school. Exactly. Like, he hasn't changed his game. He just keeps on going. So that kind of tells you, like, how confident he is. Mm-hmm. And he's quiet, too. He's real quiet. He just works hard. He's quiet because ain't stuff funny. Yep. <laughs> Dude. Someone caught a clip of him smiling for a second. But it's and not even really smiling. Turn it back it's, into a meme. Yeah, it's like a smirk. It's like a... I can ex- it's like um where you barely like a little half smile. Yeah, like whenever you're sad and you like barely smile, just faking it, you're just like, ah. <laughs> or like someone asks you if you like it and you're like, yeah, like if they ask you if you like the food, but it's like really burnt and like 
really like dry and you're just like oh yeah it tastes good but you're trying not to cry because <laughs> of how terrible it tastes yeah that's what it, that's what it looked like i was like oh okay i have a question for you about spencer dinwiddie so yeah. last time he was on the nets he averaged 20.6 and like six assists career high in both do you think he's gonna do better than that on the nets currently do you think he's gonna do about the same or do you think he's gonna slowly decline I think he could do about the same or more because, like, if you look at it, they they kind of did, like, got some solid pieces, if you think about it. I mean, Mikael Bridges, I really like him. He's really solid. He's never missed a game. Like, did you know that? He, yeah. He's never he missed, missed a game. He missed a game because uh, he got traded pregame, I think. Yeah. He missed his first game out of, like, 300 and but you can't even count that because they're forcing him not to play it was play. like 350 something straight games he hadn't missed and then he got traded pre-game and couldn't play for the suns you can't even blame that on him though like i shouldn't even count yeah let's just not count it he still hasn't missed yeah, a game he hasn't missed a game he hasn't missed a game according yep. to us he hasn't missed a game and mikhail bridges they did him so dirty because he's been such a good he player found out over facetime yeah he's been such a loyal like person i yeah. mean he's done nothing wrong to the suns but I guess they did what they did to get KD, so... I feel like the sports, like, business world and stuff, I feel like the sports teams and everything are just showing you that loyalty gets you nowhere. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that four-team trade with the Suns, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Pacers. So the Suns obviously got KD, and they also got TJ Warren. Lincoln, okay, how do you I, think... I just want to say this real quick. Giving up five picks... For Jay Crowder is absolutely nuts. That's what the Bucks did. Bucks gave up five picks for Jay Crowder. Absolutely nuts. The Nets got Mikel Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Juan Pablo Valle. Juan, yeah, Juan Pablo Valle. Vallet? I don't know. Lincoln, you want to try? I got this. Watch this. Juan Pablo Vallet. Okay, we'll, we'll take that then. And the Nets also got a total of seven picks, five first-rounders, and two second-rounders. I just want you to think about how many picks the Nets have gotten off of their two super, like out of all their superstars. You know what I mean? Out of all of them? Yeah, like Harden? James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Like, if you think about it, they really actually did a good job at flipping them. Well, just from KD and Kyrie, they got ten. Yeah, so I'm like... Ten total. They set themselves up yeah, for the future. And they can use those picks to trade for more players. And then... The fourth team in that four-team trade, the Pacers, they, they got George Hill, they got uh, Serge Ibaka, they got Jordan Nwora, or however you pronounce his name, Nwora, I don't know. Nwora. Nwora, Nwora. And they also know. got three second-round picks and some cash considerations. So, so basically, Pacers got nobodies. Yeah. So Pacers looking, got NPCs, like AI bots. <laughs> like, I've, like... Oh my gosh! You they better be happy they got the three second round picks because if not, everyone would be like, "You lost that trade." No, the Bucks lost the trade. What am I saying? No matter what, the Bucks lost the trade. How are you going to give up five picks for Jay Crowder? Like that is so terrible. Like, what are the Bucks doing? Do they understand that he plays the same position as Giannis? <laughs> well, I mean, and he's in his thirties. I guess I don't know. No a veteran presence. No, I don't know. absolutely not. Do they understand this man is in his 30s? He's probably about to retire. It's a business deal somehow, Lincoln. Somewhere, some way, it's a business deal. So the Bucks just want Giannis to fail. <laughs> like, what? what is this, man? Oh my so what gosh. are your thoughts on the Suns' new big three? 
with CP3, Devin Booker, and KD. Technically, it's and a super team. And they still have DeAndre Ayton, and they got TJ Warren. I mean... It's basically a super team. It might as well be, honestly. TJ Warren is uh, the bubble Kobe. Bubble MJ. Yeah, we'll never forget about that. No, nope, he, never. He just popped off out of nowhere, and everyone thought he was the next coming of Michael Jordan. There's like, he's broke out. He's doing his thing. Then he comes back. No. I think... That the Suns are definitely going to be a team to beat now, even more than they already were. Okay, let me ask you a question, though. It's three seconds left. Game is tied. Who do you give the ball to to shoot the ball? KD. KD? That's not a question. Even KD. with his big foot? KD. What if his big foot's on the line? KD. And if KD's not open, they got Devin Booker. If Devin Booker's not open, clutch Paul. You, you trust Chris Paul with that shot? Yep. Look I'm at just me. saying they got a team Look of shooters. Look at me dead in the eyes and say you trust Chris Paul with that shot. They got a team of shooters. I trust Chris Paul. With I do that not shot. trust Chris Paul with that shot. Or TJ Warren. I mean, I do not trust TJ Warren. Somehow with that he'll shot. do it. No. Somehow he'll do it. No, he'll bring absolutely it back to Bubble not. MJ. Bubble I do not TJ. trust them with that shot. I only trust KD and Devin Booker with that shot. Chris, no. There's still a team of shooters though. I mean, I feel like Chris Paul is going to be the ball handler, and he's just going to. He's going to end up averaging like 20 assists per game. Probably, honestly. He's going to The West definitely got stronger. He's going to look like Magic Johnson. The West definitely got stronger during this whole trade deadline. They are The West is the conference to beat. Chris Paul is going to look like a condensed Michael Johnson. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson? Like, with what do you all mean th- condensed? Because he's shorter. Oh, because he's shorter? Yeah. But but think about this real quick. The Lakers getting a ton tons of new players... The Suns getting a fourth star, I guess technically third. Lakers got Mo Bamba, who's 1-0 in his boxing career. (laughs) And we got Kyrie. Uh, Warriors are obviously strong with Steph. Have you heard about the Warriors thing? What? Um, Blazers were trying to trade away Gary Payton Mm -hmm. and back to the Warriors in this crazy trade, like four-team trade, Mm -hmm. except it's going to fall through because... What the Blazers forgot to mention is that uh, Gary Payton's been injured this whole time and they've been shooting him up to make him play. They've been putting shots in him? Yeah. He failed his physical and the news came out and the Warriors are like, we weren't told of this. (laughs) That's so stupid by the Blazers. Why would you risk someone's career? I mean, unless Gary Payton specifically wanted to play, but but they still shouldn't allow it. At that point, you still got to think about like, yeah, no, that's not safe. It's his health. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was very stupid to do. Yeah, and you're risking other teams too, like you're not only making yourself untrustworthy. People aren't going to want to trade with you. Yeah, exactly. And you can risk his further injury with another team. Let's say he passes his physical and they don't know about the injury. He could get injured even worse. Yeah, because they don't give him the shots because they don't know he needs them. Exactly. Exactly. They don't know what he needs. They don't know what works. They don't know anything. And you're giving them this injured player that they don't know is injured. You're costing him so much. You're costing a bunch of people. They should be, like, fined for it or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is terrible. Oh, going back to the West thing, I blame John Morant for all of these trades to the West and all these superstars going to the West. You blame him? Yes. Why? You know what he said? What? He said, I'm chilling in the West. (laughs) And then what happens? LeBron went, f- or not LeBron, John Morant went from one of the most favorited to the most hated when he started acting more like thug. I still like John Morant. 
But think about how many people don't like him as much anymore. Oh, yeah. Because he, he speaks his mind on everything. Like, yeah. He, he, yeah. If you look at his Twitter, he does not care. Mm-mm. But then someone, someone made a video on him because he, you know, he claims he grew up on nothing. You know that Eminem clip where he's rapping from 8 Mile? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, Clarence grew up in a private school. His parents had a real nice relationship and everything. Yeah. Uh, someone made a TikTok, but about John Morant, like exposing him. I how saw it, that he went to a private school. Private his parents school had parents. a great marriage. Yep. I mean, grew up in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, nice house, different things like that. And it was like, wow, because because he, he always says he came from nothing, you know, and it's how he always acted. Mm-hmm. It is not, in fact, how he always acted. But who knows? I mean, maybe what if his parents built that like with him, and maybe he had nothing when he was little or something. You never know. I don't know, but like. I don't know, it was still so crazy to see that. I was like, holy cow, someone really did this with the Eminem's clip. <laughs> someone really went through and did that. They even, like, exposed his real name and everything. Demetrius. Yeah. Well, you could just look that up on Google. Right? Yeah, but you don't usually search it up. You That's just go, true. Yeah, you just call him Jaw. Yeah. Because Jaw sounds more intimidating than... Demetrius. Yeah. If I hear Demetrius, I'm like, okay. But if I hear Jaw, I'm like, I'm like wow. Yeah, I'm like... Because it's got a, like, it's got a little catch to it you know what i mean yeah. jaw morant grizzlies jaron jackson jr has been destroying on blocks has been destroying defensively potential dpoi candidate i could dunk on jaron jackson jr no you couldn't yes i could no you couldn't i would absolutely Have dunk you, on okay so you know how we talked about where his home blocks are a bit higher or not a bit significantly higher than his away blocks right yeah do because you think do you think it's the scorekeepers at home over-reporting? Or do you think it's the away reporters under-reporting? Because I've seen things like where away reporters won't count some blocks, even though it touches his fingertip and it still should count as a block. I, but, I could see that. I could see away report, especially if you're like at a rival stadium. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want you to do as good, you know? I yeah. could see the Hornets doing that. Yeah. I could see the Hornets doing that. The Hornets is... Their announcers alone are crazy. But, like, maybe the other or the away announcers aren't, like, trying to pick as much out as blocks or something. Maybe they miss it or something. Maybe they miss a fingertip hitting the ball, and they're like, oh, that's not a block. That's just his fingertip touching the ball. But it still counts as a block because you make contact with the ball, and it misses. And then, like, they give benefit of the doubt to their home team. And, like, they give them the stat anyways. Yeah, exactly. It's bias is what it is. But yeah, it's, but that that comes with every team. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who knows, honestly. So, the last trade deal that we're going to discuss right now is the John Wall back to the, back to the Rockets trade deal. This is so hilarious. So, in that three-team trade, the Clippers got Eric Gordon, and they got three second-round picks. The Grizzlies got Luke Kennard. And the Rockets got John Wall, Danny Green, in a protected pick swap. So, John Wall, if y'all don't know, he did not like it in Houston when he played there a couple seasons ago. He called out a random dude from the Rockets <laughs> that was like, he was like, he was like, we're letting guys like this play. It was like, it's like we were intentionally tanking. And I was like, I mean, you know, we're kind of trash. Y'all didn't need the picks. But yeah. Like, and then that dude replied, and he was like, I thought we were cool. Clippers were like Clippers are like top six in the West, and the Rockets are fifteenth or fourteenth in the West. That is so, so John crazy. Wall is going from winning to having or being on a team that has the same number of wins as its seed. 
That's so hilarious. And we're more than halfway into, we're like 50 games into the season. That's horrible. But if you're John Wall, what do you do? Because, like, that interview came out. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen how you said you hated the Rockets franchise and everything, and now you're back. What you do just, you do when you, just, you walk in? I mean, you go to the front office, you discuss your contract, discuss a buyout, discuss another trade. I mean, for I mean, next John season. Wall's just not that good anymore. That's true. He's just old. Yeah. He's got an expiring contract. That's that's what I think about all the time. So, like, guys that rely purely on their athletic ability, like jumping ability and dunking ability, mm-hmm. when they get old, their career is kind of, like, done. Like, jaw, I feel like that will happen to him. You know what I mean? That's what happened to Russ, kind of. What happened to Vince Carter, too. Vince Carter, yeah. Is I mean, you're... Same thing with LeBron, slowly. I mean, luckily, he's developed more of a three-point yeah, shot. Yeah, but it's like, but if you don't develop that, then you're... You're going to be left. It's going to happen to Giannis in a few years. Oh, yeah, because Giannis can't shoot. No, I mean, he does have a bigger body, though, so maybe he'll still stick with it. But We'll see, but it's like, that's cra- it's something crazy to think about. Like, those guys that are really only good at dunking, mm-hmm. once they're like once they're not able to get up like that anymore, they're, it's, they're done. It's over for them. Yeah. I wonder if they th- realize that. Surely they have to, right? I mean, you think they'd spend more on their health to prevent that from happening, though. I mean, yeah, but you can only do so much. I mean, Derrick Rose, you know, Mm -hmm. he probably worked on his health, but injuries happen in game all the time. Like, unexpected stuff happens all the time. Someone can just fall on your ankle, you know, Mm -hmm. and, like, you can't prepare for that. That's true. And it's something interesting to think about, like, um, Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. Aaron Gordon is actually a perfect example. Because when he was on the Magic, he was known for his dunking ability, and that's what made him so popular and made him so good. But now he's getting older, you know, mm-hmm. and he has less of a role because he's kind of losing that ability to dunk. Yeah. It's so crazy. So that makes me wonder about Zach Levine. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Zach Levine is such a run and dunk and finish and score player, but he can also shoot. So. Yeah, he's developing his shot. It's definitely like... The scoring around the rim players are like your running backs. Yeah. And your three-point shooters are more like your... Quarterback? Quarterback. Yeah. It's yeah. like... But it's like... It's so crazy to think about. You really have to be balanced. You can't just be perfect at one and terrible about the other. Or else you're screwed. And you're only going to have a few years. And that is what happened to Russ technically. I mean, he can still get a few good dunks off. It's just, but he he can also pass, so it helps him out. Yeah, that's that's true. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Basketball Pros Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed it, please give us a like, a share, and a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star rating if you enjoyed. Be sure to share this with all your friends. Just uh, get the word out about our podcast as we slowly try to grow and grow more. And follow us on our Instagram. We have a TikTok now. We also have a Twitter. I can link that in our in our bio soon enough. So just uh, stay tuned for all the updates and releases we have coming for you guys. Thanks. See you next episode.